Hi everyone, this is Erica Spicer-Mason with Becker's Hospital Review. Thanks for tuning into the Becker's Healthcare Podcast Series. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Virgil Bretz, the CEO and co-founder of Macro Health, who will discuss how payers can unlock innovation in healthcare. Virgil, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Erica. It's, uh, you have a lot of great guests on this podcast, so it's a real pleasure for me to speak with you here today. Wonderful. We're, we're so happy to have you. And before diving into our conversation, which I know will intrigue a lot of our payer audience, um, Virgil, can you just introduce yourself, tell listeners a little bit about yourself and also macro health? Sure. Well, I consider myself to be a career health ops professional. So I guess in in uh, the words here at Macro Health, that just means that uh, we have a lot of respect and admiration for all of the healthcare heroes that are out there in the industry, the, the physicians and the nurses and the people who are actually out there saving lives and keeping people well and healthy. Uh, but uh, we're a part of the other half of the healthcare community that uh, administers and finances and, and uh, really operates healthcare behind the scenes to help make the work that the caregivers do possible. So I've really been uh, in, in that role as a career entrepreneur and career health ops professional for the last 30 years. And Macro Health is a healthcare information technology company. We position ourselves as a platform that can help healthcare payers optimize and connect their ecosystems uh, and their healthcare marketplaces. Wonderful. Thanks so much for sharing some of that context for our listeners. I really love what you said about being kind of the other half of healthcare. Um, so I, I appreciate that context setting. Um, and so before we dive in to talk more about how macro health is helping payers innovate, I'm hoping we can start a little more broadly. I'm curious to know, in your view, what are the biggest challenges that business leaders at payer organizations are facing today? Oh boy. Well, as um, as somebody who's either been on the payer side or been working with payers for my entire career, uh, I can say that there sometimes it feels like there's a never-ending list of challenges. But um, I guess in particular right now, you know, the rate of change in our industry it's it's very high right now, and everybody's feeling it. Um, payers play such a central role in organizing and managing. Uh, patients, members, providers, uh, who are trying to organize care coordination, and of course, like just staggering amounts of data. And uh, it's not easy. And when we say payers, you know, it's, that's sort of a, you know, a big organization and uh, sort of faceless, but we really mean the people inside of payer organizations. And they have really important jobs to do. I mean, they've got to administer health benefits, they've got to optimize access, quality, cost, and that also includes helping members navigate confusing but critical care options. And if you're just, just standing back and looking at that, to optimize that access, that quality, and that cost, like they themselves, as the people in these payer organizations, that they have to navigate you know, 1.8 million potential sites of care across the country and thousands of networks and point solutions and care partners. So health ops professionals have very tough jobs. I guess we sort of maybe just to break that down a little bit. You look at like regulatory uh, pressures, competitive pressures, and, uh, and internal pressures. And on a regulatory front, I mean, this is just facing nonstop regulatory changes, like whether it's a 
No Surprises Act and transparency and coverage rules, changes in the ACA, like just last week, federal judge in Texas struck down the Affordable Care Act mandate, mandate that uh, the private health insurers fully cover preventative care service at no cost to patients. So all of a sudden that, that throws a wrench into, uh, into some of the, the thinking. At state regulations, interoperability requirements. So navigating all these nonstop regulatory changes, is, it's really like trying to read a complicated set of like computer manuals and not being allowed to make any mistakes. So that's tough. Uh, second, we've got competitive pressures and consumer uh, expectations. And so with healthcare now accounting for you know, nearly 20% of our nation's economy, uh, we've got big tech entrants, non-traditional retail healthcare providers like Walmart, Walgreens. They're just making a renewed push into providing healthcare services. And some pairs are acquiring healthcare providers at a stunning pace. So these competitors are taking advantage of and driving the shift to lower cost sites of care. But also in particular, they've got their eyes on what we feel is like a vulnerability or a gap in our industry, which is that so far, healthcare has struggled to provide real-time, data-driven, quality consumer experiences. And consumers are increasingly expecting customer experiences that are convenient and in real time. But the U.S. healthcare industry's legacy administrative tech stack just can't support that. And so health admin professionals within pair organizations, like these people, are being asked to provide you know, the, like an Uber-like app caliber experience with their hands tied behind their backs, with their hands tied behind their backs. I mean, imagine if Uber could only update its data like once a day and it updated its analytic data sets once a month. Like Uber would be impossible, but that's what most payers are faced with today. They're using legacy systems that are all connected using legacy EDI connections. And then finally, you've got just internal pressures within payers. You know, to manage all the complexity while trying to manage uh, admin costs and more importantly, like the cost of care that, or the medical loss ratio for themselves and their plan sponsors, you know, payer CEOs, CIO, CIOs, and, and other decision makers, like they're just increasingly questioning the value of their existing IT investments and systems. Like they know they've got inflexible and monolithic claim-centric applications uh, and that those are often a barrier to their own agility and innovation. So Unlocking the value of healthcare data is a top priority for payers as industry enters this era of consumer engagement, transparency, and personalized health. And these payers have got to become more agile and adaptable to compete with all these disruptive technology and market forces. But you know they're dealing with restrictive budgets, limited internal resources, and a finite timeline to innovate. So I mean, put all that together. Like, did I mention that health payers, <laughs> uh, professionals have a tough job? But, uh, but I mean, that said, I, of course, those challenges are, are always opportunities too. Of course, I really appreciate the way that you laid out all of those challenges. I mean, they span from, as you said, data challenges to administrative to uh, complying with regulatory requirements that are changing so frequently, especially over the last three years with the pandemic, regulatory requirements and care delivery just has changed. Um, enormously. So um, also wanted to mention, I appreciate the Uber metaphor <laughs> that really puts it into perspective. Well, it's just, again, it's just, everything's changing so quickly. I mean, it was only 10 years ago when we were all standing out in the street, holding our hands out, trying to hope a car would come by. And then with the real-time uh, tech stack, not just at Uber, but all the underlying 
technology that made it possible, uh, we have a completely different experience. And then that sets the, the tone for consumer expectations. And I think people are like, we're experiencing that in finance and communications and transportation and so many parts of our life. And it just hasn't come to healthcare yet. And, uh, and, and really a, a big part of that is the underlying technology and access to real-time data. Absolutely. And I also, I heard you say in your response a few moments ago, just how much resiliency is required of the payer organizations, given all of these rapid developments and changes. Um, so, you know, we know that that workforce has shown so much resiliency in the last few years, but nonetheless, there are still, of course, roadblocks. So can you say just a little bit more about the roadblocks that payers are met with in overcoming the challenges you described? Yeah, well... I mean, healthcare markets are ultimately like today, they're opaque, they're inefficient, and they're disconnected. And so I see these as a few addressable problems. So again, you got opaque, confusing pricing that leads to uh, runaway medical loss ratios. You've got vendor proliferation. I mean, just walk into you know the Hims conference or Becker's conference or or one of these other conferences, but walk into uh, into the floor of one of these conferences or just search online. There there are thousands of vendors, and that just leads to confusion and, and action fatigue. And then, of course, just the way we're even connecting our industry, this inefficient point to point connectivity, leads to higher admin costs. So, I mean. Staying back from our perspective, today, uh, our clients include regional health plans, provider-sponsored health plans, and TPAs serving employers. And we just kind of recontextualize this. Like these payers are, they're spending anywhere from, you know, $100 million, but more likely like several billion dollars a year in healthcare claims. But if you state that another way, they're really purchasing or buying hundreds of millions or several billions a year in services from healthcare providers on behalf of their commercial clients and their members, and they've got to spend that money optimally. So in our worldview, payers are uniquely positioned to be the healthcare industry's marketplaces. Like they're not just payers, they're professional buyers. And these organizations, again, it comes down to people, like they include people responsible for buying hundreds of millions or typically billions of dollars of healthcare. And, and so they need to do this optimally. But to buy healthcare optimally, they're facing some big challenges or roadblocks. So again, if I can sort of characterize this in threes, I mean, first for these payers, healthcare prices vary incredibly. You know, two people can go into the same provider for the same diagnosis and the same procedure. And then depending on their payer, the price can vary by a thousand percent or more. And that just shouldn't be happening in a functioning marketplace. And why is that happening? It's because payers, again, the people at payers are just typically not armed with the purchasing power, the right data, or the support and expertise to identify the most optimal solutions. Like they've got to try and figure out how to blend their own regional captive or self-managed provider networks with other regional, national, out of network and other specialty networks to create this complete network solution. And they don't always know who all the potential provider network partners even are. They don't have the adequate data to normalize and compare the provider pricing data. And they ultimately don't even know if they're paying the right healthcare prices or not. And so 
the result of that confusing opaque pricing is a higher medical loss ratio. And that just means higher healthcare costs for payers, higher healthcare costs for their plan sponsors and ultimately members. And second, uh, there are more than 1.8 million sites of care. You've got 11,000 provider network point solution and digital health vendors out there. And so it's just overwhelming and difficult to thoroughly evaluate all those options and ultimately select the best fit solutions for, for me, my, my payer organization. And so, you know, it's a tremendous challenge to sort through which national network partners to work with, which out of network discount partners, which virtual networks, which pharma solutions, which mental health solutions, and so on. And so the result of this overwhelming number of vendors, and frankly, even the number of vendor categories, let alone the vendors, it's just confusion and fatigue that prevents timely action to keep up with all of the industry options and changes. And then the third barrier or roadblock, um, Eric, I think is just, even if they can overcome problems one and two, which is like really trying to optimize uh, and understand pricing and, and try to figure out which partners to work with, like that's just the beginning. And those two might actually be the easy part because when you do identify an optimal solution or partner, you know, for example, choosing the right national carrier partner or the right out of network partner, when that partner is identified, then actually connecting and operationalizing that solution is a very time-consuming and costly process. Like it takes project managers and software engineers on both sides and months of work for both the health plan and the vendors or the provider networks. And then like any software solution, like once those manual custom connections are made, then the ongoing maintenance and data management itself is a challenge. And then all of that has got to be executed with every new partner and anytime you want to change partners. And so all this is done today using typically inefficient point-to-point -point connectivity. And, and so that creates a lot of industry waste, you know, building everything point-to-point -point instead of hub and spoke. So it's costly to implement, costly to operate, and it's costly to upgrade. And there's also this missed opportunity out there today of, you know, and that entire, you know, the vast majority of $4 trillion worth of healthcare transactions that are taking place in this in this uh, healthcare economy, it's basically not on the internet yet. I mean, it's all typically on legacy EDI. And so there's an opportunity here to, to move over to uh, a more modern protocol. So all of that, you know, that, that itself, that, that point to point legacy connectivity, it just means higher min costs, higher min ratios, and ultimately that's more cost for everybody right down to the consumer. So bottom line, like tying all that up, optimizing healthcare prices is a challenge, choosing industry partners is a challenge, and connecting to the partners is a challenge. And so healthcare prices and costs are higher, administration friction costs are higher, plan sponsors, members ultimately lose. Absolutely. It sounds like there are roadblocks there from all angles, always that you look at it. And as you were describing the process of a payer selecting a partner or even a vendor, decision fatigue is the term that just kept yeah. coming to mind. Um, so it really seems like the impossible to do alone as a payer organization. So I'm curious, you know, in a, it's a tall order to address all of those issues in the, in that whole system. So how do you recommend healthcare business leaders start to work through this? Where can they start? Yeah, it's it's uh, with so many moving parts, 
and trying to keep track of all of those challenges and roadblocks. I just, I think it's helpful to stand back and, and really just have a change in mindset. You know, just, just uh, moving from, I think often the folks, you know, and in, 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 in my position, like we've often been in a claims mindset, you know, thinking about retroactively paying claims. And we have to shift to an ecosystem mindset with ecosystem thinking where instead of retroactively paying claims, we're thinking about proactively procuring healthcare services using sophisticated data and modern software platforms. I mean, we got to recognize that payers are ultimately managing their own ecosystem of providers. You know, this ecosystem of, provi of providers, of networks, of point solutions and vendors, and a payer really is a marketplace for healthcare. You know, they've got to build out ultimately a sophisticated, optimized and connected provider supply chain. You know, they've got to build up this intelligent marketplace ecosystem to optimize the buying of healthcare services for their members and plan sponsors. And to do that, you know, they need a lot of data. They need that data to be at their fingertips and they need interoperability. You know, they need the ability to actually connect all these ecosystem partners in the marketplace that they're trying to build and manage. And so to do that, they ultimately need software. Any software that's going to provide that that data and interoperability, and you know, analysts like you know, like Gardner, you know, they're recognizing the need for the modernization of these claim systems into ecosystem platforms, and they're recommending a more connected, composable healthcare ecosystem. And so, to accomplish that, I mean, payers can try to build out their own interoperability solutions from the ground up, which is not really viable. Uh, they can stitch together an interoperability stack, which again, not easy, not cost-effective. Uh, or uh, in our case, we have worked over the last several years to build out a health market as a service solution. And that's the platform that we're offering today. Great. So I, I want to take that a little bit further, the health market as a service solution. Can you say a little bit more about that and what that entails? Yeah, the you know, it's it's ultimately a cloud-based software platform that provides data science-driven optimization and industry standard interoperability to connect healthcare ecosystems. And we really break down the implementation, you know, and we and we call this, you know, in our language, like an intelligent health market. And we really break down the implementation of an intelligent health market into four steps or to enable a payer to build out you know, their solution. And so the first is bringing the power of a marketplace to healthcare using data to help provide a guided shopping experience for the payer. This is helping that, that, that person or that team of people within a payer to understand what the options are for them in working with healthcare networks, point solution vendors, so forth help them understand even what the universe of options are and to give some context to that with data. The second thing is then giving these healthcare buyers a host of choices that are specifically designed based on their unique needs and the experiences of their population. And so that means us gathering a lot of their data, their, their claims history, their population uh, eligibility, and understanding that deeply to understand then which marketplace partners 
would be the best for them. And by combining those first two steps, we then enable these purchasers of healthcare, these payers, to then shop for the best vendors, the best healthcare prices, the best access, and all, the, all ultimately getting to the place where we can help identify the best healthcare quality. And then four, actually having the industry standard interoperability, the, the platform to seamlessly connect those healthcare buyers to this ecosystem of providers and health solution partners that they're choosing using that data. And so that helps them increase their operational efficiencies and ultimately in the long term get to that real-time data to provide those real-time consumer solutions. Yeah, thank you so much for elaborating on that a bit more. It sounds like a really holistic way to approach this. And it just makes me think of what you said a few moments ago about how there's that perspective shift that needs to happen, that payers should see themselves as a marketplace for healthcare. So this really does seem like a fitting uh, fitting solution for taking on that perspective. So we know that a lot of organizations, not just payers, but really organizations across the healthcare industry are facing significant financial challenges. And so investing in something like this, the health market as a service solution, um, you know, payer organizations will want to be sure that there is some kind of long-term impact that they'll see. So I'm wondering if you can say a bit more about how this type of connected healthcare ecosystem can enable payers to innovate in the long-term? Uh, I think at a high level, you know, today, healthcare markets, <laughs> I think most people would say like they're the opposite of optimized and they're the opposite of truly being connected. You know? So the opposite of optimized and connected and healthcare is just never going to be able to provide the seamless and modern customer experience that consumers expect until all healthcare data is readily available and usable across the entire healthcare ecosystem. And at the same time, payers and healthcare providers won't be able to provide the best care and care options possible throughout the patient's health journeys, uh, and they can't help to reduce skyrocketing healthcare costs uh, with the current technology stack that's out there. And so there's a lot of collaborative work ahead of us all, but we imagine a world where, you know, people making healthcare purchasing decisions would be able to go online, enjoy a simple shopping experience that allowed them to select the ideal combination of best of breed provider networks, pharmacy, behavioral, virtual, and digital health solutions for their unique population of members and employees. And that the decisions to, uh, to, to help choose those partners, they'd be made powerful with real-time data, intelligence, and transparent pricing information, uh, that would help ensure that their selected solutions optimize cost reduction, improve access, and, and ultimately deliver quality. And we see a world where a payer could seamlessly connect to their selected solutions. So being able to just, just I'll say point and click, but be able to connect these systems using industry standards and that data and transactions from the solutions would be interoperable and available in real time so that from a member or employee experience, it would seem seamless across this ecosystem. And then bringing that right down to the consumer's level, you know, consumer healthcare data, transaction information, you know, this should be available across any channel required by the consumer or the payer so they can make timely, prudent, effective decisions for themselves and their families. So ultimately that's the bigger picture of healthcare we see at macro health. And, uh, and ultimately together it's leveraging data, 
interoperability and relationship to optimize and connect healthcare markets, you know, one pair ecosystem at a time. And if we do this the right way, the, 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 the benefits that we deliver from that optimization and from connecting these systems will pay for itself. Absolutely. I think what you described, it sounds like such a promising approach looking to the future. And I appreciate the unintended, I guess, the macro perspective and what you're uh, really zooming out to focus on, which is ultimately, you know, delivering great care to, to patients. And um, I, I really appreciate that perspective. So thank you so much again, Virgil, uh, for being here and for giving all these great insights to our payer audience today. All right. Thanks, Erica. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much again. And we'd also like to thank our podcast sponsor today, Macro Health. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckerspodcasts.com.